Hey, this is actress Carissa Lee Staples, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast. Welcome to the O Brother Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, is my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith. How you doing, Dan? Hey, man. Good to see you again. It another is Another week uh, has gone by. Another week. Hard to believe. It's uh, June 14th, 2020. Yep. And this is, a, this is an episode, well, this is certainly a topic we've talked about for a long, long time. Right. Uh, the, the, the great debate. And so the, the main focus of today's episode is going to be, we're going to talk about physical media versus digital media. Now, not talking, I just want to sort of clarify and preface by saying we're not talking about physical media versus like streaming with Hulu and Netflix. We're, we're strictly talking about physical media, movies specifically versus digital, like Vudu and Movies Anywhere and these sites. Yeah, Somebody, like when you buy your, when you buy a physical copy, you get a digital copy but yes. now you can just buy the digital copies. Right. Which is... And, and we were ahead. talking last night about Voodoo. I happened to be scrolling through, right? And it was this weekend... By the way, now. can yeah. I interrupt you for a second? Of course. Because this sounds like a really dull topic. <laughs> so hang in there with us. We're going <laughs> to, you know, we're going to make it interesting. A dull topic from a couple of dull guys. Yeah, so this will not be like uh, you know, you know, something to go to sleep by. Well, you know, in 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 preparing for the episode, I mean, there's a ton of videos and 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 articles about this. It's not we're not necessarily bringing something new. I mean, we're certainly going to bring our own opinions that are unique to this conversation. But right, you know, it's been talked about for for you know, almost ad nauseum, but, um, but I am curious to get into it because you and I particularly have debated this over the last yes. couple of years specifically, I'd say. So, yes. but, but last, last night, as you know, I, we were texting and I was, I said, Hey, geez, there's a, there's a weekend sale on Voodoo. These movies were four ninety nine. So of course I had to look to see what was on there might be a, a, a gem, you know, that I wanted to pick up. You know, four four purchases later, I end up right. with you know some 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 personal favorites of mine. Popeye, Robin Williams was one of them, and right. uh, Three O'clock High, which is somewhat of an obscure '80s movie from 1987 that that I absolutely love. Which, by the way, after I I put it on last night, I watched the entire thing. I could not. Did you really? I couldn't turn it off. I absolutely <laughs> love. Now, did you have, did you say you haven't seen that film? Oh, I have seen it. You've seen it. Okay. It, probably it really, in 1980. When it, it really out. is a great film, but but you know, we can we can we can reference yeah, he, that it's later. It's like maybe. this guy that's going to get beat up and yeah, he's Casey, trying to avoid getting beat up at three o'clock. Casey Zamasco, which is there a Casey Zemeckis? Where am I getting that name from? Is that a because, guy? Because no, because Casey Zemeckis, the one that's in Three O'clock High, was in Back to the Future. Right. He was, you know, Biff's three buddies. That's right. That's like, right. So, so the the lead from Three O'clock High was one of Biff's buddies, and he was in all three movies. 
So am I thinking of Robert Zemeckis? You're, that's case? it. You're confusing Zemeckis <laughs> with Zemeco, or I'm not even sure. Yeah, Zemasco. It's so crazy. I, I could have sworn his name was Casey Zemeckis. Yeah, no. So, yeah. but I but, think it, I think I'm guessing that's where your confusion is coming from. I don't know. I'm not in your brain. I would. Well, that would make sense. That's a better yeah. connection than I was able to make. But, but, but you know, it it made me think. We talked about in the last episode, I think, how, you know, such a great time for escaping into movies with everything that's going on outside around us. And, and you know, that's part of why we're doing this and we're staying focused on the things we're talking about because people, I think, need that escape. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the consumption of movies, there's so much content out there. It's, it's kind of overwhelming when you think about it. And I started thinking about the consumption of movies and it made me think about what was, you know, can we think back to our earliest movie memories? Like what were, what were your earliest memories of going to, I mean, I would assume going to the movies at that point because home movies weren't really a thing. Right. Uh, You know, at that way back when, you know, we, in the late, you know, early seventies, late seventies that, you know, when we were kind of getting into it. Yeah. So, you know, before we kind of get into the evolution of, of media, which is the main topic, I wanted to sort of hear from you and think back a little bit uh, of what your earliest memories are. I, I, a couple of them came to mind for me, so, but I wanted to hear from you as to what Well, I mentioned one last week, which was, it seemed like when we were on summer vacation, every week, Mom dropped me off at the movies with one of my cousins, uh, maybe our other brother. I don't know. But every week seemed to be a new Disney movie. And that was just something we planned for each week. And she dumped us off at this really crummy theater in, in Burlington that had two screens you know, so you had two choices. So you're, we, you're saying unsupervised. So it's basically child neglect is what you're talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, there was a lot of, uh, <laughs> you, know, pa- <laughs> you know, parenting by videotape. Classic but, latchkey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and I told you back then you used to chuck stuff at people. You know, that's how, because if the, the movie was bad, we'd, you know, start chucking raisinets at people or something. But that's kind of my early the theater or you know movie theater experience can you if if you have to zone in and go like the first actual specific movie you remember seeing in the theater what comes to mind wow well back then i can remember uh, kurt russell computer who wore tennis shoes i remember flubber the son of Flubber, you know, not the Robin Williams, but we're talking Fred McMurray. Right, right. That's the earliest. But honestly, for some reason, I think of my first R-rated movie, which I wasn't old enough to go to. You, I don't know. Do you remember? Did they ever card you to get into the movies? Yeah, I think so. I think I remember that at, at Showcase Cinemas. Yeah. Yes. Because I had, I took a girl on a date once. Yes. And that was, you know, that's really cool. And they say, hey, can we see your ID? 
Right. And, and, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm 12. Facial hair uh, hadn't quite come in at that point. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but the first R rated movie and, and dad had to take us. So any, any idea, any guess? So roughly what year are we talking? This is 70 something? This is 74, 75, I think. Wow. Um, no, maybe. I, I, no guess. 75. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I have no clue. I, 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 staying alive, oh, staying alive. Oh, wow. yeah. Saturday it Night was Fever. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that was super dark movie. To yeah. See. And How old you were think you about it. You weren't uh, even in your teens, or you no, were. No, I was, I was, uh, let's see, 75. I was like 11 or 12. Wow. So dad said, hey, you know, come on, kid. You know, yeah. let's go to the movies. And you never had a sound sleep since. Yeah. And, and there was the, the suicide thing. There was rape in it. There yeah, was, that's you some know, heavy material. pair of jugs, you know, which for, for a 12-year-old's like, hey. Right. You know? Exactly. Kind of balanced out the suicide content. <laughs> yeah. And that's when my, my head was not on a swivel. It was just like, I don't want to see if dad's looking at me. I'm just going to look straight ahead. Now, but see, you, but see, you probably, you could, if you take it back further than that, which I'm going to do for me. Yeah. And, and I, and I can recall you talking about like the drive-in theater, right? Yeah. Oh which, yeah. Which interestingly uh, has, is not, I wouldn't say making a comeback, but it's, it's something that um, well, there's it's having a here. little bit of a rebirth right now. Is with, it really? Well, with, because of the pandemic and yes, I've you seen know, the, that. Yeah, the way that, in fact, Robert De Niro is involved in some of this with his Tribeca Film Festival. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so they're utilizing some of the drive-in theaters um, to do this as, um, you know, as, again, a way to still fulfill that need for people, but with social distancing and all that sort of stuff. But I can recall you talking about uh, Behind Our House. Yes, there, you would go up on a hill and you could see the drive. Yes, there. yes. There, so, there was a right around the corner. We have like this shopping. It, it's a strip mall. Yeah, still there. You have a lot of those in Florida. Yeah, but there's not a lot of them here. But you see them. There's more malls here, but this strip mall, which you know things like Mammoth Mart, and, you know. Speaking of jugs. Yeah, people will oh, you never mean, uh, chains of stores. I guess. Yes, yes. Um, and right now it's a Target, so right. you, it's like uh, it's had this kind of evolution. But but was the theater was the drive-in theater in that parking lot? Or yes. Was, oh, it was. You know where um, Target? Which what was it the last time you were here? Roach Brothers. Roach right? Brothers, the grocery store. A grocery yeah. store. So that's where the screen was. Mm-hmm right there and the rest of that land was you know the speakers that you drove up to because now you don't have those speakers you literally put them in the window and, right. and you hook them on your window and there were these big heavy things i always thought i was going to break the window yeah but now you tune your radio right that's yeah. how you get the sound which i'm right. sure that's quality sound <laughs> especially 
probably something with Bluetooth too, I would imagine. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, you're driving a piece of, you know, junk and, and your radio is just the car radio. Yeah. You're hearing some pretty good Dolby Atmos there. Uh, but we used to, and it was so great. We used to go around the block and there was this house that had a perfect view of the screen. Mm-hmm. So we would, you know, me and my friends would go and the the couple, it was this old couple that was so nice. They would set out lawn chairs for us. They would pop popcorn and we would sit there on the hill on the back of their house mm. and you could hear the audio because everyone had the speakers. That's yeah. Right. From a distance. So you That's could cool. hear it. So, so do you that, remember which any can you recall any films that you Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, that's so long ago. The movies, yeah. But that is that I for, I totally forgot about that. So I have so here's mine. And and you know there there was there's a few of them that that are, are vivid, but the the one that first pops up that always sticks with me when I go as far back as I can, which again is the drive-in theater. Right. I don't know where it was. I have no idea which, you know, wh- where it was at the time. I bet I, I know. But I, oh, you mean the location? Yeah, Malden. Props. See, I have no clue. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah. I just remember seeing this movie. Uh, I clearly, again, like you, this, I'm assuming this must have been rated R at the time. And uh, it was 1977. Right. So I would have been five years old. Wow. So even if, and and I don't know if it was when it first came out. I mean, but but even still, I mean, I was probably you know eight nine at the most. It was the nineteen seventy seven film, The Car. Do you remember this film? You know, it's it's I'm blanking on it. So so this was this start. I remember Rowling. Christine. Well, see now this right. That's what most people. If you described a movie about a a, a killer car. Or right. a possessed car. That's what most people would think of is, is right. Christine. But that was like 1980. This is this preceded that by at least three years. And it starred James Brolin. I remember Maximum Overdrive, too. That was kind of the same. Again, that was like 1980. Wasn't that a killer truck? Yes, it was like a semi. And, uh, who was in that? He was in the uh, Martin Sheehan's Kid. That doesn't use his name. Emilio Estevez. Yeah, that's yeah. he was in Maximum Overdrive. Evil has visited the Earth in many forms. Now it returns as the car. Now you can imagine, what am I? I'm up for five years old. Can you imagine? <laughs> Is there any surprise why I had nightmares for years after that and why wow. that stuck with me? I mean, that movie scared the holy bejesus out of me as a kid. Yeah, at five years old, the killer car yeah. isn't what you want to be taking your kid to. No, it's not exactly a children's lullaby. So, so now we know. Was... Uh, thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah, a little, uh, little insight into the psyche. Thanks, uh, yes. Mom and Dad. So, so that was that was my earliest memory. I know I saw that at the drive-in, wow. and then I, I've, another one was Close Encounters because way back at that time, I closely resembled that kid, and I can remember being in the theater. I think all of us went, 
and you know mom and dad at least making some comments about i just remember being compared to that that little kid which was also 1977 interestingly enough wow. um you know what i realized about close encounters quick side note was uh, melinda i think it's melinda dillon was the mom in that uh and she was the mom in a christmas story oh wow i never made that connection before so i thought wow. that was pretty wild but so from drive-ins to then you know we start let's get into well you of, know i gotta give you my drive-in moment oh yeah and and then we'll move on because you mean not uh, the one on the hill not the not the one on the hill this this was a drive-in move you know that we went to and uh you and and um our sister would were you know would fall asleep you know halfway through the first movie usually unless it was a killer car <laughs> but <laughs> but um i remember we when we went to this one particular drive-in they didn't the the trailers or the commercials for the next movies that were coming they were not edited like they are today so they had bad language nudity they they were in the trailers so when the when it would come time for the trailer dad would look at me and our older brother and say okay you kids turn around so we'd turn around so we wouldn't see the bad stuff and what dad didn't know was he, we turned around and we had a perfect view of the other screen that was showing the exact same thing <laughs> so the the one i remember it was called here's another movie i don't think you'll remember it's Big Bad Mama was the no, name of the movie. I, I recognize the name, but yeah, not one that I Angie would remember. Angie Dickinson. Oh, right. Dickinson. Yes, 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 yes. She, she played like a, a bandit and she had two daughters. Right. And they were all like, they, they were basically hookers that were on, you know, bank robbers. Right. And at one point they all, you know, whipped open their shirts. So we're sitting there staring at these girls that are topless and meanwhile, you know, mom and dad didn't realize we were watching that. So I always thought that was kind of a funny so moment. Interesting that your earliest memories are jugs and strippers. <laughs> and and I have killer cars. You I'm, have killer cars. Yeah. So, you know, that's just I remember me. the good stuff, you know. That's more money towards my therapy bills. So <laughs> I thought that this made sense because to me, it still sort of ties into the evolution of, of media because we were always early adopters. Very early. And, you know, because you, you're older than me, you were adopting early and then I was kind I of was, following suit. Yes. But, um, you know, I start thinking about like Betamax is, is yes. kind of the next thing that comes to mind. And, and of course, movie uh, stores start popping up way back yep. then. I still have at least 50 Betamax uh, tapes. You may not know this, but Sony, creators of the Betamax, also created VHS. Mm. So they had the, both technologies in their pocket. Yeah. And they decided, you know what? Betamax is the better quality, better sound. True. So let's keep that for ourselves and let's license out VHS to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was since they were only one company and all these other companies started pumping out VHS, right. VHS caught on yep. and, and the 
the lesser of the two, you know, beta is definitely the better quality. Right. Sony ultimately, you know, well, they were, they got money from the royalties, but ultimately Betamax, you know, bid it and, and VHS became the, the main, the main platform. I have, so, uh, you know, a lot of cherished content on those beta tapes, but it's, you know, you, you find a machine out there and it's either for parts or it's, you know, a, a billion dollars. So right. I, I'll, I'll probably never see that content again, but I still hold on to them for whatever reason. So, but so then, you know, you go to VHS and then, you know, we're chugging along and then all of a sudden right. DVD takes over and your know, laser disc is in there, right? Which you... Yeah, laser disc came at the time of of tape and it was so far superior. Yeah. You know, but they were the they were the size of an album, that you know, an out. old vinyl album. Well, and that I didn't realize that came out in the mid seventies, I think originally. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah. associated, you know, early nineties because that's when I remember you collecting it. I always remember Siskel and Ebert doing a show on, you know, Ebert was talking about his laser disc collection and he had a room full. Yeah. I had a ton of laser discs at one time. Yeah. And that's where extras started to pop up was in laser disc. You know, they weren't on any other format. And even when DVD first came out, not, you know, most of the movies were just the movie. Right. So my big thrill was to find a movie with a commentary or I remember a deleted Keaton, scene. Michael Keaton's Clean and Sober was one that you had. Yeah, on on, on laser disc. Yeah, I had The Godfather. Yeah, you know all the classics. The one you just mentioned, where you were the little kid, Close Encounters. Right, I had that. And mm-hmm. Spielberg used to, you know, do all these extras for the laser disc, but he doesn't do anything now mm-hmm. for Blu-ray and stuff. He hardly ever does any of the extras he used to do. So, so basically, you got a whole iteration of. of- physical disc media at that point right dvd laser disc blu-ray we're up to 4k right right? and then and 8k is already out yeah and so not in disc form but tv it is kind of takes us into the the meat of the conversation which is physical media digital media right and and what i tried to do was you know, come up with a list for both and trying to be as objective as I could because we'll just put it out there right now. There's no question. You're on the side of physical media still. Yes. I'm fully immersed in digital. Um, You know, I went, again, with very few exceptions like Star Wars and some other um, collectible type series like that. I'm fully digital. So, um, So I try to come up with, you know, sort of a pros, cons list. Again, you can Google and you'll find tons of videos uh, and, and articles of pros, cons lists from different people. One of them I found, this guy, Movie Guy 365 just to give him a shout out. He actually did a very good breakdown, uh, pros and cons for both, that, that right. I thought was pretty insightful and pretty much on the mark. And um, So if you get a chance, look him up. Uh, he does daily videos out there. He's on social media and whatever. But, so I tried to come up with my own. Uh, but I, I thought maybe I'd, I'd shout him out too, just in case some of this is <laughs> a lot of what he said. Um, so I'm not sure what approach you took, but you know, clearly, again, we're on one side or the other. So that's yeah. not, there's no argument there as far as like where you stand and where I stand. 
So I don't know if you want to talk first about physical media and kind of break that down or. Well, we can go, if you want to go point for point. Yeah. You know, we can do that. First, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, you know, physical media, you own it, you touch it, you have it, it's yours. You don't really own digital media. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. And, okay. And this is one of the, it's at the top of most of the con lists for digital media. Right. Because of digital rights management. And and I'll tell you, when you start to research this and, and really kind of dive into the detail, it, your brain will start to explode. Yes, quickly yes. Like net neutrality comes yeah, into it's it. It's so convoluted. And, and so I recognize that. In fact, I even, I have that on my list not i didn't necessarily commit to that as a con but i'll acknowledge the fact that yeah okay technically that is true although i think in in you know anybody listening wants to to email or hit us up on social media and correct me i think if you look close enough even with physical media albeit much less likely scenario isn't there still an issue there with you know, you're you're purchasing a license, right? For that, right? But again, it I, I recognize and acknowledge is not the same argument with digital media, because of the different the way the studios are involved and the contracts and you know the, some examples of of people that have lost movies in their iTunes collection because Apple just decided to snap them up, yeah, and, and not you know uh, allow certain distributors to to put them out anymore. So. That's a big con right there for it, me. Yeah. Is let's let's go back a year. Mm-hmm. There's probably what six to ten streaming services, right? Voodoo, movies anywhere. I can't even think of the other ones because they're all gone. Well, but, there was Ultraviolet, which bit the dust. Yeah, Ultraviolet was the big one. Well that yeah, and you were basically they were the only choice. Right. You know, at one point. Now, we got lucky because a lot of them decided to share and they merged and you can you can go to like Movies Anywhere, which is Disney, so they'll probably own it all when, when all... Because Voodoo now is gone, right? Technically, we still have Voodoo, but somebody else took just took over Voodoo. I forget who. Somebody buy tickets for them online. Oh, Fandango? Fandango just yeah. bought. Yeah, right. Voodoo. So so it raises that okay, is this another where we're going to lose some of my voodoo collection? Exactly. Yeah. And I've lost movies to iTunes because they don't share. I think and I don't use iTunes. For me, you know, look, it's again, I acknowledge the 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 point. I, it's not something I worry about uh because I think the likelihood of that happening on a grand scale and, and impacting the majority of my collection is probably slim. Not that it couldn't happen, but to me, it's more about, and I think what, what, what is a little more annoying to me is the access to, to my full library. So like somewhat related to this point, I do have a couple of movies, maybe two or three that are in iTunes that I can't access through my Voodoo library or my movies anywhere. Right. You know, I'll grant you that's a little bit annoying. So, all right. So that's one point. Right. And then probably the most obvious one, again, that people argue right. is, is ownership. And what's the biggest con 
to physical space. Of course. Space. Yeah. Absolutely space. And And I'll say that one more time. It's space, folks. (laughs) And again, and I look, I just, I put this out on, on, uh, I think Instagram and and Twitter, right? It was a, a shot of your, just a portion of your collection. Yeah, that that's just one, one wall. wall. Yeah, it looked like an old, you know, defunct blockbuster image. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so there's no question space. Again, look at most pros cons lists. This is you're gonna find this at the top Correct. of that list. And right? I willingly concede that because I I literally have a stack of about at least 150 movies in my room right now right. that I purged from my library because I needed some space. Including the Purge, uh, series one through five. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We, no, luckily, I, didn't, I don't own the Purge. But, know, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like I mentioned, I have, I have like, I'm looking right now at my collection, which I keep online. You know, there's an app that lets you, you know, scan your, Right. your media. And so I have 2,500 scanned in. Now I have forgotten to scan at least probably a good 150. Mm-hmm. So up that. And also that does not uh, account for something like the matrix, which is actually eight discs, you yeah. know, which the trilogy and we'll the just other talk crap. About titles, just titles alone. Right. So, so it, you know, and and like say something like when I was watching the car, yeah, um, trailer, it it was making me think of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. So the Twilight Zone shows up in my collection as one, but that's literally seventy something discs. Yeah. So space is definitely a yeah. problem. And 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 most of the videos I watched, uh, you know and the articles I read, just as you did, nobody's arguing that point. You know, even the physical right. media enthusiasts right. are like, yeah, it's a problem. Um, so let's get into some of the other you know, things we argue over. Well, to, uh, similar to the space point is, and I wasn't sure how else to, to list it, but just organizing. The organization yeah. of the physical collection, uh, this even struck me, uh, today, when I was looking through my voodoo library, because now I've got, I don't know, 105 or six or something, but on on just digital alone. And and you're like me, I think you, you when you have a collection like that, you're trying to, everything's A to Z, everything's right, in right. some sort of organized fashion. Yes, but yes. every time you buy a new one, you know, unless it's A or Z, that's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, you got to keep like, shifting shuffling yeah yeah shuffling them down that is and and squeezing one in i know that's that's i hate that so yeah i kind of relate that to the space point but which again would be a pro for digital media i can i can sort my collection in two seconds by a to z purchase date genre but see i can do that too with this app although i can't physically do it really quickly i can just go to the app and say okay show me all the clint eastwood although even physically like sometimes i have all my hitchcock together yeah and i have all my 4k 
you know, A through Z. But then you have to get up off your ass and then go <laughs> find that. That's just the whole thing. In and of yeah, itself. but I know exactly. Like if It's so funny because, you know, if if somebody came in like, oh, somebody will always ask me, you know, hey, what movie should I watch? And I'll say a movie and they make a grimace like I just told them to eat something, you know. It's like, uh, you know, I pick out the best movies and they're like, eh, you got something else? I'm like, I got 2,000. Yeah. Hey, tell me a... Tell me something you like. You know, give me a hint. Do you want a comedy? Do you want a drama? Do you want an old classic? I know right where every disc is. You I'll know tell that, you, the other thing yeah. that really bothers me with digital is a lot of times you don't get the extras. Just now, mm-hmm. they're starting to include them. Yeah. But back I, even six months ago, most digital you know you put the digital copy copy from your physical and you got no extras not even a commentary yeah and it, it, it that it that has changed dramatically just in the last year i'd say yeah you know and and i've i've been into extras for a long time that's something we've always you know yeah. commentaries featurettes whatever it is uh you know and i will say there's some there's some titles where like eh, you know, it'd be nice to, to have a, a making of or something on that. But but yeah, I mean it's it's not certainly to where the physical copies are, but it is it is definitely it's changing. I mean it's it's not a, it's not as bad as it's it getting used to be. better, but yeah. it's still nowhere near what you'll get on a you know a box set. Yeah, I can concede that point. I don't know that it, it I have heartburn over it, but you know, it, it's a fair it's a fair point for sure. Like when I watch a movie, I usually spend a couple of nights with it. Not just, I don't just watch the movie. Then I, I want to hear what the, you know, maybe the, the guy who did the music, I want to hear his opinion. Why did he use this kind of music versus this kind? Why did the directors choose to shoot black and white versus color? You know, um, why did, why did they use 35 millimeter, which, Christopher Nolan does a lot of that right now, you know? Well, I, you know, along, it's along that point with, with uh, extras, I have this as both a pro and a con for physical media, which is, I think we like special editions, right? Limited collect. So the physical media, I think will continue to be more and more geared towards the collector. Yeah. And less and less towards the, the, the general market, you know, probably in, in the casual viewer, because I think most of those people are they're 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 using the streaming services for the most part. But, you know, you get all these different special editions, limited editions, uh, the nice, you know, the steel books and all, you Which I don't it. really like those. I don't, you know, I don't I really the care steelbooks. for the, I don't care for the steel books. Oh, I thought you were a big fan of the steel books. No, nah, you know, I, I was at one point, and the only time I'll buy one is if the first one I got a steel book or it's some real nice design or something. But I don't really like the steel books because they're so heavy and, you know, moving those around is a real project. So I have. Very, you know, I have under a hundred, I think, steel books. So, so flip that into a con to me, which is the whole idea of 
double dipping. So, so how many movies oh God. have you bought more than once of the same title because it came out in some other, you know, li- again, this I'm is I'm embarrassed. Scam. Yeah, this is a scam by by the by the Yeah. The, oh, no question. Yeah. Disney Disney is absolutely the biggest offender. Disney, right, right. Because they'll come out with the signature series and then it's the Walt Disney collection. And then it oh my God, I've bought I've bought Disney movies. I've bought some of them probably 10 times. I'm not even kidding. That's not even a joke. That's pathetic on me. <laughs> right. And what I will say, because now that 4K is here, don't go running to 4K unless, like a good example is The Godfather, we, which we love. Mm-hmm. And DVD came out, was great, much better than the cracks and pops that you got with the vhs when they went to blu-ray they went frame by frame they colored in all of the pops and white spots that you get with older movies and the blu-rays look fantastic so okay so that leads into the next point which is quality right i get it you got your bit rates and you got your okay I concede that point. Now, I'm not a videophile to the point where this really, for me, is an issue. Now, maybe it's because my internet service is pretty healthy. I've got a good setup, so I'm not really hampered by this in any way. But I know that's probably on everybody's con list for digital media, right? It's just because it just it's just a fact. But see, you should be because... You spend how much money on your 4K TV? And we both have like a 65-inch TV that's 4K. That you know, we both have an Xbox that plays 4K at the highest. You know, uh, which is double. I mean, the the, the resolution. We're not talking a little bit better. We're talking double resolution. And with 4K, I've noticed because the ultra dynamic levels are oh man it's just the movies look so much better i i think the the most recent one where and again i'm not i'm not arguing the 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 point it just it it doesn't bother me enough to 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 get hung up on it but i like the original batman which we talked about in one of our earlier episodes that definitely was i could pretty much immediately tell the difference because as we talked about in that episode, uh, the Joker episode, how dark that film was, like yes. literally dark. But when you see it on 4K, right, it's strikingly uh, improved from yeah. you know the original. And so you know that's and the one sound. Example. I mean, we both have these nice sound bars and subwoofers. The sound on 4K has really cranked it up a notch. Dolby is a lot more subtle and does it'll whip stuff around the room. It's really cool. I mean, I think you're missing out by not, you know, get it from the disc. Yeah. Well, again, I concede the point, but it's just not, I'm not that bothered by it, but I, but you know, I may need to go back and do some comparisons and. Yeah. And the point I was making with the Godfather is I don't know if a 4k Godfather 
is going to be any better than the Blu-ray right now because they went to such. Yeah. And this is you can watch this in the extras, and I've watched it a few times. And to see some of the scenes, how they brought back color and how they've, you know, they went, sometimes this happens on digital too, which you don't realize. Sometimes they edit and they'll, they'll put something in widescreen that was shot pan and scan or vice versa. And you, if, if you watch a Blu-ray and you watch the digital, they can literally cut somebody right out of the scene. Somebody yeah. who's standing on the side of the room, you know, is, is gone. And mm-hmm. and that happens now and that, you know, and that, that used to be a big seller for laser discs because they were letterbox. And now we're, now we don't do a lot of traveling, but you know, the portability to me isn't it? Like I like the fact that, I have access to my movies no matter where yeah, I am. Yeah, I like that. No matter like where I am. Yeah. And so, you know, even if it's just waiting in line somewhere or I'm at, at, at an appointment and I'm just trying to kill time and I can just, you know, pull out my phone and I can watch a movie on that. But I, I recently bought the Star Wars 4Ks and I got them, you know, because I'm in the Disney movie club. And you can get them cheap sometimes, like 10 or 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I decided, hey, what the heck, you know, let me go to 4K. But Disney is not using true 4K. And also, some of the digital copies, like First Blood with Stallone, you're a big Stallone guy. First Blood Digital, even when I say, I, I send you a lot of my digital copies because I've got the physical, I'm, I don't need the digital. So I'll send them to you. Well, the digital copy, even though it was in a 4K disc, is only uh, HD. It's not even 4K. Mm-hmm. So they're really kind of ripping us off when they do that. That really ticked me off. And it happens with Disney a lot. I was watching Revenge of the Sith. And I, for once, I put in the digital. I said, oh, I'll watch it on digital. In that great ending sequence with Anakin and... and um, Who's the character? What did you say? Episode three? Revenge yeah. The Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, you and McGregor. It's Obi-Wan right. by you uh, and McGregor. And they're fighting at the end, that end sequence. And it was, it was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. It's so well done and, and one of the best, uh, you know, one of the best scenes from any Star Wars film. But I'm watching it on digital and it's so fuzzy and hazy and... I was I was to the point where I just got so frustrated. <laughs> I literally, you know, stopped watching and went and got the physical. Yeah. Then I went and watched it on Disney Plus, and it was definitely better than the digital copy that came with the 4K. So there was right. there's something funky going on. Again, I'll go back. I'll do some more comparisons, but that is not going to make me switch back to you know. For me, I'm such a minimalist. It just we could have stopped after we we talked about space and we are and for me for me the argument would have been over i'm like yeah. i don't want all this shit and clutter in my house right that's it you know now i only i had one well no i had two others on here i don't know if you have more you know kind of whatever notes you made but availability of titles i mean it hasn't again it hasn't risen to the level where it's like caused me any heartache uh, in fact last night 
I was talking about the voodoo sale. I picked up three or four titles that were fairly obscure. Um, you know, not, not all. Although there's some titles you can't get on yeah, physical, but I think you can say the I mean, same. on, on digital. Yeah. I think you could say the same though for physical. And it's that's true. It can true. go both ways, right? And yes. Yeah. It might be one of these where it's a region locking issue where you can get it, but you can't play it on your device. You know, yeah, right. So those right. kind of things, but, but so I don't know where we land with that one. I mean, it, again, I've not gone and looked for something. Uh, although one comes to mind right now, which is an old, old Mel Gibson movie, one of my favorites, and it's escaping me right now. The title where it was, uh, and who some if there's one person listening at this point. <laughs> Probably like, <laughs> I know. Oh, it's have, we, have we lost the audience completely? It, it, it's Attack Force Z is the name of the movie, right? And go look that up, kids, and you'll you'll uh, thank me later. That's a great old Mel Gibson movie. But but anyways, um, you know, I haven't found a lot of instances where I've gone to look for something and it's not it's not there to purchase on on one of the sites. I tend to get most of mine through Vudu. But you know, last night I picked up. Three o'clock high. I picked up Fallen with Denzel, uh, Robin Williams and Popeye, and um, what was the other one? Oh, Halloween too, which of course that's not obscure. But so, I, but you know, how about you with on the physical side or? Well, for me, it comes down to which is better, physical. I think you'll concede that 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 the quality, quality, yeah, and well, the content, the, yeah. Is better physically. The technology but, is 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 speaks for itself in terms of because of the compression and all the stuff. Correct, right? About. We're not going to get into any of that. But no. I don't think physical media is going anywhere. Even though when you look at places like Best Buy, they have shrunk their DVD section or Blu-ray section. Yep, incredible. I mean, you really have to go online now to get a lot of titles. Right. Um, especially like if you like things like Criterion, maybe we'll do an episode about what Criterion is and, and why I like them so much. But if I want a Criterion, I have to go to Barnes and Noble or I, I got to go to Amazon. I think stores are getting, I mean, that, that space is getting, is precious space that retail space and who knows after this pandemic i don't know who's going to be left standing mm -hmm. yeah. you know it, i mean best buy i think is hanging on remember we had circuit city and they were everywhere could see more people turn into digital my friend as a result it could i you mean know? i but i think for people like me there'll always be a, a want for physical because of you know, what you can do with it, the storage space, the amount you can put on it, the quality. I think there'll always be an argument and there'll always be an audience for that. Yeah, but I mean, we'll how many, many U-Haul trucks do you have to buy? To, well, I know, mean... You, you move and Jesus, it's like uh, you move in a small village. You right. Know? And and I'm going to, you know, I've done that a few times. I mean, I've I've moved east to west several times. Now, here's a final point that I guarantee isn't on your list or notes or anything. Okay. And, and not something that I've found. And certainly not the videos that I've watched about, you know, pros, cons and whatever, and, and, and the articles for the most part. And this is one you, you can argue it, but 
you know, there'll be, and there'll be a segment of, of the audience that will agree. There'll be a different or, you know, they'll, which they'll, I, I really hope people they'll dislike you. I really hope people send us an email and you'll give out this stuff at the end and weigh or, in. or, or make a, yeah. Weigh in. Yeah. You know, are you with Dan in the, in the digital world or are you with Mike and the quality? Mike's media and Dan's digital. That's where we're at. Okay. But the last, the last point I have on my cons for physical. Yeah. Is the environmental impact. Think about your collection, right? Now, when you pass away in a couple of years, think about, you can't. Bury them with me. I mean, I'll tell them. you what, I'm going to cremate myself and I'm going to bury all my discs in a, in a coffin. I mean, that, that poly- polycarbonate that, 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 that those discs are made out of, it's, it's killing us. You're killing oh, the sea life. Lord. You know, hey, you remember? Your collection is probably responsible for killing half of the sea turtles in <laughs> the country. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's, I'm just you saying, it's a fact. I, I'm with my buddy, George Carlin. You know, we're not killing the planet. The planet's un- in, and right now is a perfect example. My friend George Carlin used to say, you know, if you're worried about plastic and all this stuff, it's not that plastic's going to kill the earth. It's the earth with plastic now. Yeah. It's just going to, and the earth is going to shake us off like a bad case of fleas whenever it wants like it's doing right now. I'd be curious to see what, what George would be saying today, quite frankly. I'm not he sure. He would be on my exactly side. Exactly. I don't know about that. You know? Speaking if of he George, wants Bill and Ted, H- he wants to sell his next HBO special. He's going to be on my <laughs> side. He knows he's got to market that to the digital audience. I have, I have all of his stand-up specials on disc. I mean, I think we've covered most of the, the traditional points and a few other kind of maybe, you know, ones that people hadn't thought about before, which is, don't knock the environmental impact piece, man. That is a serious, that is a serious issue. I, I think and, of Back to the Future too, when when they were in that alleyway. Yeah. When when Marty first went, it's at the very beginning, and yeah. all the laser discs were stacked up. Do you remember that they put Jennifer? Yeah. They laid her down on the laser discs. Yeah. That were all like uh, smushed into who knows. Well, like you said, I want to get. I want to use them as from, coasters. I want to hear from 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 people listening and, and see what they say, you know. And and if you, especially those people in France, I yes, hear exactly. What they think. And, and that's right in Guatemala. Uh, <laughs> you can you could give us a call. You drop us a line four zero seven four seven six eight seven eight one. You can hit us up on social media, which is ob podcast, which is o h b is in brother podcast. Uh, or you could email us at obpodcast at gmail.com. So drop us a line one way or the other. Let us know what side of this argument you're on. If you're with what's-his-face here in, in physical. Hey! Or Mike, I think it is. Or on the winning side with digital media because it's just it's the right thing to do, folks. Are it's, you with the lazy guy or are you with the guy that doesn't mind getting up? Look, I have to get care disc. about the planet. So, you know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Listen. Sucking up to the environmentalists. Listen. Whatever it takes, <laughs> folks. <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a fun conversation. Uh, it was nice to kind of, you know, reflect it, it and think about some of the old movie memories and then 
get into the conversation. I will, I'm going to uh, go search for the car right now. I'm telling you, James Brolin, you got no complaints. It was somebody in that. I think it was Seymour Cassell. It was just a flash. Do you know Seymour Cassell? He's in a lot of um, the movies who uh, – oh, he's really Wes, uh, Wes Anderson movies. He just died. Mm-hmm. Great actor. He was also in a lot of John Cassavetti movies. But what I, was the guy? I think I saw him. What was the other guy that 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 popped up on that? Was he from? Uh, I want to say Mash, but I don't think that's right. I'm not sure. I was looking at the actors, yeah, specifically to see if I recognized them. Like James Brolin was just silly in that. I mean, it was funny. 1977, folks. Now wow. see, can, go see if you can find that on Blu-ray. Actually, you can because I think, <laughs> I think at the end, I think at the end of it, yeah, it Shout Factory. That's, that's right. where you well, got it, was, it. Well, it was Scream Factory. Scream, same, same. Company. But you, but you're right. It said uh, so. I just kind of screwed myself by bringing that up. Ronnie Cox. Yeah. That's who it was. Ronnie Cox. Ronnie yep. Cox. And I uh, saw him in the in the credits. Geez, you, you know, know what's crazy game. is Kyle Kyle Richards is listed as being in the car. She must have been like five years old because she played um uh she played oh gosh from Halloween. She was Lindsay, um the little girl in the original with with uh Tommy oh, with Tommy Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. That's wild. I didn't know wow. that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kim Richards, who I think was in like Falcon Crest back in the day. Is it, is it the same one? Yeah. Anyways, go get the car, folks. On uh, Now on Blu-ray. And <laughs> I don't actually know if that's on digital. I'll have to look. I might have my own words and have yeah. to. I'll never. I'll never join you. <laughs> You and your, of course, you'll be sitting there, you know, here you are, you know, like a five-year-old, like clutching your pillow, sweating. It, it, oh, God, the it, car. Really, just like the, the, the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz still gives me the creeps to this day. Man, I used to love that. That was the only thing about the great movie ride that looked great. Is that witch. Yeah, she's terrifying. Well, listen, we got to wrap it up. Been another fun episode. And Was it, though? Well, it depends on what side you're on. Again, if you're on the winning side of digital, I think it was a fantastic episode. But what's what's coming up? Uh, coming up is uh, our next episode. Is what's coming up? Okay. Have we decided that? I don't know. I thought you're you're the. Man I mean, in I decided charge. that, but I know that you're. Uh, I'm, I'm vehemently opposed to the. Topic. I am, but I'm gonna. You know. But all right. So so our next episode, we're gonna we're gonna do a review of Pete Davidson's King of Staten Island. And that's we'll leave it at that, and we'll okay. save the we'll save the goods for the episode. But uh, this one's for the younger viewers. We're putting this one in the books, folks. So for now, listeners, I have been your host Dan Smith, alongside my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith, and we will see you next time. See you next week. Bye bye. Hi everyone, this is Cindy Busby and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast.